Hello, hello, my late bloomers. How is everyone doing out there in late bloomer land? This is Robin Douglas, and I'm your host of the Coming Out Late podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. In today's episode, I am going to read to you a post from some social media. One post, but it's in like three parts, so it sort of takes us along on on a little journey of one particular late bloomer who is experiencing some things, and it does have a little bit of a happy ending. So, and then and then we'll we'll discuss it at the end once I get to the happy ending. And what else? And, you know, when we're all done with that, I will share with you some events that are coming up and some things you can get involved in and all that good stuff. I hope everyone's having a safe and happy and joyful Pride Month. And if you haven't yet, I want you to get out there and, you know, just wear wear a fun T-shirt or put on some rainbow socks or get in touch with me and I'll get you a woman-loving woman or a late-blooming lesbian a uh, rainbow pin for just a few bucks and pay for the shipping and you can wear your pin on your lapel, which is apparently a very gay thing to do. But in any event, I hope you're having a good time. I hope you're celebrating yourself, even if you're not out yet to anyone but yourself or maybe one or two people or a best friend. And just stop and take a moment to to really appreciate what you're going through and appreciate the courage and the bravery that it's taking to to do what you're doing you know even if you don't ever end up leaving your husband or your spouse or your boyfriend maybe you're not even married and you don't have kids but you're just coming out take your time give yourself some grace and by all means stand up and give yourself a standing ovation because this journey takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery and and we're doing it damn it we're doing it So I'm going to leave you with uh, the opening intro music, and I will see you on the other side. You, you've been hiding in the shadows way too long. You, always thought that you were weak, but babe, you're wrong. Yeah, you better step into the light, just give it a try. Think that it's time you let that spark out. You've been hiding in the shadows way too long. Hey, welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. I'm Robin, your host, and I'm a late bloomer just like you. We are a part of a rapidly growing, lesser known, or even talked about subset of the queer community. We're a tribe, if you will. And if you're anything like me, when I came out, I was confused, scared. I felt like I was going crazy and I felt all alone and had nobody to talk to. Not to worry, you've come to the right place. In the Coming Out Late podcast, you'll hear real, raw, and relatable Coming Out Late stories. You'll be inspired, informed, and educated, and you'll definitely feel supported. And you can stop feeling like you're living someone else's life and start living your own. So welcome. You have found your tribe. And welcome to the Coming Out Late Podcast. All right, all right, all right. Robin from the Hood is back and you are listening to the Coming Out Late Podcast. Woohoo! Today, as I mentioned, I'm going to read to you a three-part post that I, yes, I got the permission from the author of this post to read it to you. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of good little nuggets in there to to talk about. So 
without further ado, I am going to start part one of this is her introduction to us. I'm a 35-year-old cis woman in the process of divorcing my husband of 13 years. We have five kids together. He's made it really difficult already, but the one great thing to come out of it has been my ability to explore my sexuality finally. I've identified as bisexual for a couple of years now, and I've had a couple of encounters with kissing girls in my teen years, but thought it was just because I had been drinking at the time. My soon-to-be ex is pretty conservative and basically accused me of cheating when I came out to him. Well, my best friend took me out to a local gay bar at the beginning of March. I made some new friends, and I even made out with one of them before the night was over. We kept in touch via social media and messaging, and I have now been to visit her twice. She lives five hours away from me, and it has been amazing. I've come to realize that I may not really be bisexual at all, that maybe it's just that sex with men was all I ever expected? IDK, which means I don't know. I've learned a lot from her, and while this may not really work out into a long-term relationship due to the distance and where we both are personally in our lives, she's child-free and younger, I can honestly say that she's changed my world. I wasn't sure what to expect going into a sexual encounter with a woman and what it would be like, and I was worried I wouldn't feel anything or be aroused, but it was so incredibly different than my sexcapades with men in the past. Holy guacamole. Not only was I aroused, but I wanted to reciprocate and found that experience just as pleasurable, watching what I could do to her. I'm headed back home tomorrow, and I don't know when we'll see each other again, but I know it can't be soon enough. Okay, so she's over the moon. She's over the moon. And probably, possibly, probably not bisexual. Part two, camping with the kids and the girlfriend. Okay, my girlfriend and I have officially been seeing each other for about two and a half months now. She lives five hours away, so a lot of that time has been just daily phone calls and lots of texting. This weekend, I packed my five kids up and brought them camping in her hometown. Was it an excuse to get to see her? Yes, it was. Was it also a way to kind of introduce her to my kids without making it an an official meet and greet? Yeah, it was. My girlfriend is childless, but she loves kids and she wants a baby someday, but she and I are both neurodivergent and get way overstimulated easily, and I'm so anxious that my kids are going to be her breaking point and she's going to decide it's not worth it. But I also don't want her to pretend to be okay with them and then have that to deal with in the future. Does this make sense at all? I'm falling in love with her, and if she's going to decide to be out, I'd rather it be now or never. Update. We are two days into the camping trip, and it turns out our dogs, she has two and I have two, are more stressful than the five kids, LOL. My kids are loving her, and she has really stepped in like someone who was missing all along, and I'm falling even more in love with her for it. Okay, she's falling hard. And, you know, that's really tough. I mean, here she's younger with no children. She's got two dogs, and the author has five kids under the age of 12. That's a lot of kids and two dogs. But you never know. You never know. All right, let's see. Part three of this saga. So in a previous post, I mentioned taking my five kids 
five hours away camping to meet my girlfriend. Well, last night I came out to my 12-year-old son. It happened pretty organically, and honestly, I could not have wished for better timing. I asked him what he thought of my quote-unquote friend, and he said, I really like her. I feel like she really gets me. He's a gamer, and she's a gamer. And I told him, I like her too. Maybe like as a girlfriend. And he literally started punching the air and excitedly exclaiming, I knew it! I knew it! He could not stop smiling. I got to explain what compulsive heterosexuality is and how that's what I've been dealing with and experiencing for almost my whole life up until now. It also means I was able to fill in some gaps for him as far as why his dad and I are divorcing. He said it all makes a lot more sense now, and he's not upset about it. I am so incredibly happy. I'm in love, and I don't have to hide it anymore. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. We'll, we'll have to follow her story. What really, really drew me to this was not so much the camping and, and all that other stuff. Although, I mean, that's kind of a creative way to invite a friend along and have them all meet, and she can meet the kids, and the kids can meet her, and yet there's not necessarily anything out in the open about who's who and, you know, if if this person is permanent in, in their lives or not. So that's kind of creative, I must say. And, and the kids are young enough that I don't think that's that's much of an issue. But what I really wanted to mention and applaud her for is you know, kind of seeing an opportunity to talk to her 12-year-old. And, you know, nighttime tends to be a good time to talk to our kids, particularly if we're tucking them in. That's a good time. As long as it's not an upsetting, you know, it's not something that you think is going to be terribly upsetting right before they go to bed. But in any event, it happened pretty organically. And I and that's the part that I really want to stress is that if you have an opportunity to leave breadcrumbs for your children you know, in the moment when something might come up, you know, let's say one of your kids might say, hey, you know, I really like Sally, you know, and when is she coming over again? When you can just say, I really like Sally too. Like, I really like her a lot. I'd love to spend more time with her, you know, and I can't wait till next time she comes over. And so if you take take advantage of opportunities when things come up, or or just even little cracks, you know, in the door. If the door is open, just a little crack and be able to leave breadcrumbs for your kids and just start dropping hints. Then ultimately, when you do want to sit down and talk to them, it won't be as shocking. Or you may find also that, you know, just laying these little breadcrumbs may have them come out and say something. Like, I, I really like so-and-so or... I notice you're really different when you're around Sally. And it's those moments that you need to seize them as an opportunity to either come out fully or just to move the ball, you know, a little further down the field with with a response that is equal to their age in terms of understanding. And it's really one of the best ways to to start laying the groundwork. The other thing that this reminds me of, too, is, and I probably have said this before, when you do choose to come out to either one child or your ex-husband or your husband or a family member, try really hard to get yourself in a headspace where you're not feeling shame and guilt. When you, you know, especially when you come at it 
with the kids in mind and you're sitting them down and it already feels serious because you're sitting down and you want to talk to them, you know, if you can do it in somewhat of a light manner and without a feeling of guilt and shame or a lot of emotion around it, that will then not transfer onto them. You know, that if you did feel guilt and shame or were super emotional, that will not transfer onto them. And if you come at it from a, a place of confidence and upbeat, positive, that this is perfectly normal, then you stand a better chance of it being accepted in that regard. And the other thing, too, that keeps coming up a lot in our support groups is the fact that our kids are so much more evolved than than we are and than we were at their age. So much of what we are going to tell them is really not going to shock them about our sexuality or gender in general. Really, they are probably going to be more emotionally moved or affected, you know, by possibly the divorce thing. But even that, you know, if you can co-parent in a loving way, you know, their life is not going to change as dramatically as you may think it, it may or as they may think it may. But in any event, the message here is to come at it from a place of confidence, not from guilt and shame. And if you're not there yet, then I wouldn't suggest necessarily coming out to your kids yet or who, <clears throat> or whoever you want to come out to. I'd rather see you wait and really feel more grounded in your decision and more confident in your decision about coming out gay than than not because that will get that communicated and transferred to them for sure and so yeah that's what I wanted to share with you today the story about a late bloomer who met somebody she's 5 hours away and this late bloomer has 5 children two dogs and she's going to try to make it work and I think we should continue to follow her story and see how it goes. But I think, you know, just her recognizing that this may not be a forever relationship is also healthy, but that she's enjoying, she's enjoying the journey. You know, she's enjoying it as it unfolds. And that's really a healthy attitude as well. Who the heck knows how it's going to continue, but she's enjoying it today. And she's now enjoying it even more because she's, she's out and doesn't have to hide hide herself anymore, at least not to her 12-year-old. And who knows, this was last month sometime, so she may be out to all of her children at this point. I don't know. But um, more power to her. I think it's great that it her conversation with her son happened organically and honestly. And, you know, it's even better that he really he really likes her girlfriend. I think that's awesome. So that concludes our story of the day. And I just want to remind everybody that we have some awesome Women Helping Women support group and Women Loving Women support groups on Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. And also we have, oh my gosh, we have our speaker summit coming up June 25th. It's a Saturday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. We have three awesome speakers, and the whole theme of the summit this go-around is all about relationships, anything and everything you always wanted to know about gay and lesbian relationships or queer relationships, and bring your questions. Be prepared to ask questions, and, and we'll have a dialogue just like we do in our support group. These are really, really good women to talk to about relationships, 
Ash France talks a lot about what to do if you find yourself in a toxic relationship. And Donna Noble talks about really when you're in a committed relationship, what are the best ways to communicate and how to love each other coming from a place of love and protecting one another. It's really beautiful. And Samantha Fox is our keynote speaker who you've probably just heard recently on the podcast. She is a licensed family and marriage therapist in New York, but more importantly, she is a lesbian coach, a late blooming coach. She herself is a late bloomer, and she has programs and workshops that are phenomenal. You can email me comingoutlater at gmail.com to find out more about her programs or about the support groups. And I can also send you the link to register for the Women Loving Women Speaker Summit on June 25th. And if you can't make it, not to worry, email me anyway, and I'll send you the link to register. And for $27, for the price of the early bird special, you can get the recording and listen to that at your leisure. If you're not able to make it on the 25th, you won't miss out. You know, you won't, you won't be there live, but you'll hear the questions and, and the presentations from the speakers, and it'll be really well worth it. So not to worry if you can't make it. Email me anyway. I can send you the link to register, and, and I'll send you the recording afterwards. And last but not least, I am finally fulfilling a dream of mine, which is to offer retreats to my Firefly late-blooming friends, my queer friends out there. I am joining forces with Mary Husky, who is the owner and founder of Women Out West Tours. And together, we are putting together a special late-blooming firefly retreat on October 9th through the 13th in Escalante, Utah. It is, I mean, it's just going to be a fantastic bunch of days together. We're going to do some easy hikes. We're going to take time to do some writing and talking. The meals are all provided for I think nine out of the 12 meals are provided for us. The lodging is, is outstanding. They're like glam yurts, I think, if I, if I have that correct. But again, email me if you are interested in this retreat. It's October 9th. We can only take seven more people. So, um, and I've already had, I think, three or four women show interest. So definitely send me an email and, you know, just kind of <clears throat> post in there, I'm interested in the Firefly retreat. And we'll make sure that you get the information and how you can register. So that's going to be really, really exciting. And I, we plan on doing many more of these all over the country and hopefully outside the country as well. So, yes, that's finally coming true. And if you like everything and anything that I've been doing, please buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com backslash Robin Douglas. Buymeacoffee.com backslash Robin Douglas. I would really appreciate your support because I love what I'm doing. It's a labor of love. And I could use a cup of coffee, cup of java here and there, even though don't tell anyone, but I don't drink coffee. But yeah, go to buymeacoffeeanyway.com and I will put those $5 coffees to good use. All right. I think that wraps up things for now. My little fireflies out there, happy pride. I hope you're safe. I hope you're having fun. I hope you're wearing gay clothing and getting your hair cut and just showing off your gay little self. And just remember, it's better late than never, because it's never too late. 
If you're looking for your people, your community, and a safe place to learn and get answers to your questions, then come join the conversation. Come join us in our private Facebook group, Coming Out Late, because we all know it's better late than never, and it's never too late.